Welcome to Go Home Heat, a wrestling podcast. That is the old school entrance. I have Jamil here. Yes, sir. I have Nick. Hello. Ray. Hello. And we are going to do a year in review type O thingy. Very official. Very official. And we will be doing that after this. Welcome to Go Home Heat, a wrestling podcast. Here at Go Home Heat, our contributors focus on the stories and character arcs of the live action drama art form. An art form dating back to Zeus, featuring Lincoln and a bear and peeking with Robocop and Sting. In the words of Xavier Woods, the last form of theater in the round. And now, Go Home Heat. All right, guys, we're going to do a year review thing. It's going to be the way we do it. I think we're going to do round robin in that I will say what we're doing. We'll start with you, Jamil, and then we'll move around to Nick. Nick is limited due to his job at CNN on how much wrestling he can watch. If you want to skip a category, just say we're skipping that on me. Yeah, pass. <laughs> Probably. Right, lack of info or whatever. But Nick has been here since the genesis of this program. It's a holiday weekend. He's in town, so he's going to be on the show. And to... He's very adept at analyzing stories and scripts and things like that. That's Some would say to my own detriment. (laughs) All of us are very good at overanalyzing. Ray will jump in, too, and then I'll jump in at the end. And that's how we're going to go around. I'm starting with male wrestler of the year because I think that is the least important category of all the categories. I'm open to an argument otherwise, but that's just the way I feel about it. So let's go in. Who is your male wrestler of the year? I'm not going to disagree with you on that one. <laughs> that's that's number one. Male wrestler of the year. I am going to say for me, it is a toss-up between Will Ospreay and Gunther. Uh, do you want to give a reason? Will Ospreay, in my most humble opinion, had the match of the year at Forbidden Door with Kenny Omega. That match is... Uh, just uh, everything about that match is is lovely. Um, Will Ospreay has the ability, and not only has the ability, but has done so of putting over quality up and coming talent. You know, with the incoming deal with AEW, I say incoming because you know he's kind of under contract, but not really. I'm, I'm looking forward to what he's going to be doing next year. Gunther is by far probably the only the only active male champion on WWE that consistently defends his belt. And consistently defends his belt in great matches. Like um, the WrestleMania match between him, Sheamus, and Drew McIntyre, Chef's Kiss. And Gunther deserves to be male wrestler of the year because he broke a record that many thought would never be broken. He finally broke the Honky Tonks record of being the um, longest reigning Intercontinental Champion in the history of WWE. And rightfully so, because he's had good, consistent matches since being Intercontinental Champion. Those are my reasons. 100%. Nick? I'm going to steal from Jamil's book a little bit here. Because my male wrestler of the year is Gunta, the ring general. If on, like for all the reasons he said, but also because I feels like this year more than any other year. I mean, Walt, what do you call him, Walter, Gunther, whatever. He's always been able to put out these great matches every single time. But this year has felt different, if only because the, he's been able to not only like prove, like do his great matches that he's always been able to do, but he's been able to elevate that belt so high that it hasn't felt like in so long. And the fact that he beat the Honky Tonk Man's record. He's had these unfor- like great matches between the Triple Threat at WrestleMania, the, the trilogy with Gable. I forgot his name for a second. <laughs> My man Shorty G. Uh, <laughs> the Miz. He had, a, he had a killer match with The Miz. Like, that just, that yeah. only happened recently, too. Like, you could just go down the list. And Who has matches with The Miz? I mean, the, I'm wrong. Miz is great. But like that one made me go like, oh yeah, I forgot he can wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Gunther is gonna be my guy all the way. Consistency, elevating the belt, and is like take the big belt away from Seth. I'm sorry, I love Seth, but like it's time. 
On to Ray. Ah, uh, man, I feel like I'm dogpiling here. Uh, so my choice was a toss-up between Osprey and Gunther 2. Okay, so we now uh, have a consistent... <laughs> <laughs> well, Osprey. Well, the thing is, I didn't know if my bias... Because Osprey is pretty much like a runner-up for my favorite wrestler, like, ever. So I don't know. And I think Osprey's probably had better years than this, though I will give him a shout-out for carrying the G1 on his back. I think I'll have to go Gunther, and I'll go a step even further than you guys and say that this year Gunther has cemented himself amongst some of the greatest workers in professional wrestling history. I can hear that. Um, I believe he's up there right now with guys like Guerrero, Malenko. I think he is one of those great, like all of the like radical guys from WCW. Um, I think he is cemented himself amongst. Dude, this you year. said Malenko. <laughs> Malenko. Well, I, I can't say the other one. <laughs> I just want to say that when my son mentioned the greatest wrestlers of all time, he said Dean Malenko, and I have never been prouder in my life. I said greatest workers. I'm the greatest dad ever. Right there. Just. Oh, this is a stock podcast. That's what we want to do anyway. I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> So the weird thing about two thousand, the end of the year awards is that Mania is so far removed from the end of the year. Sometimes I think some of these storylines that lead us into the biggest show, the showcase of the Immortals, as they say, get a little bit forgotten. To me, my wrestler of the year is Sami Zayn. And I feel like he was in the most important program of the year. I think it was the best program of the year. I, that way I won't have to get into that later when we go to program of the year awards. I think that the one misstep that Hunter Paul Levesque made this year was he's had four wrestlers as hot as Sami Zayn was going into Mania over the course of WWE's history. Daniel Bryan, Kofi Kingston, and Becky Lynch. And he fumbled the ball on Becky Lynch by putting Charlotte in a triple threat. And he fumbled the ball to Sami Zayn by not having Sami Zayn go over at Mania. I don't know how he needed to do it. I don't know if he needed to put Roman in two nights worth of Mania matches and have him lose both matches. But one of those nights should have ended with Sami Zayn standing alone holding the title above his head. And they should have had El Generico come running out <laughs> and congratulate him. <laughs> With and, all of the orphans. And as a matter of fact, it could have been Cody because we've seen Cody wrestle as a masked man before. Mm -hmm. We could have done that. We could have Cody win night one, Sammy win night two, and Cody run out in a mask and hug him at the end of night night two. But but moving <laughs> moving into it, though, then what winds up happening is Zane, because he can't take the story away from Cody, which don't tell me he couldn't now because Cody didn't get to finish the story anyway last year. Did you ever think in your life tag team titles would be defended at a WrestleMania in a main event. They don't even Never. care about tag team division. And yet they had a match of the year candidate because of the fact that Sammy had become the most important thing in the company. And I don't think you can belittle that because I think that where he came from is so crazy. And I think you'll notice with everything I say in these awards, it has to do with the lightning rod of the effects that happened that happened to make it happen. Okay. Now moving on. What's your tag team of the year? After three letters. Three letters. <laughs> USO. No. Three letters. I really just think like, uh, yeah. FTR had the best. FTR had the best tag team match in AEW history ever. With the Briscoes. With, with the two out of three falls match and collision. It was on tel It was on free TV. Right. <laughs> right. It's FTR. It's no. It's no one else. Okay. The, the, are the greatest tag team living today. Except TR. Uh, okay, okay, who you got? Admittedly, I think I'm going to have to pass on this one, but if you were to put a gun to my head right now and say, which one? Uh, honestly, my brain's still going to go to just the Usos because I think they've just... I mean, granted, they're dead now. <laughs> right. <laughs> but like mm -hmm. what they had when they were going, like they still kept the heat going for Sammy and Kevin to really... Make it matter. Make it matter, yeah. Right. I did not think tag team wrestling was especially great this year. I'm not going to lie. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I liked the Bucks matches. I, I thought Sammy and Kevin had a pretty good run, um, though despite the fact they were constantly put against the Judgment Day. I, I'll go with you on the Sammy and Kevin thing because of the fact that they wound up doing the Uso thing and because... People want to say the Judgment Day sucks now. I don't think that's true, but it's, it's cool if that's what you think. 
But part of the reason that legitimizes Judgment Day as the most important faction is that they went over Kevin and Sammy, which tells you how far Kevin and Sammy took those belts. And also how far the Usos took the belts prior to that, being the longest reigning and all that stuff, right? And, and the way that storyline worked and how they've transitioned that into Judgment Day. Now, Female Wrestler of the Year, Jamil. I'm going to have to actually go with... I'm going to have to actually go with Mercedes Monet. Okay. Ooh. There you go. Mercedes Monet, even being injured, is still one of the most influential influential wrestlers. I mean, female wrestlers, one of the most influential wrestlers in wrestling. She was the most talked about thing in a pay-per-view where she was just, like, on, in the back seat, like, like, in the rafters. Like, there she is! <laughs> She's the only female wrestler in history that sold out an arena without the other names on the card being made yet. She sold out the Cow Pals, right? Did. Who else did that? She legitimized herself. People thought that, oh, she's kind of a star, but I don't know for sure. And she legitimized herself without even, if she'd never gotten in the ring. The ticket sales alone legitimized her. Well, Willow Nightingale winning winning the New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong Women's Championship is not as important if her opponent isn't Mercedes Monet. 100%. Who you got? Uh... And I, people will say I'm biased, but I will I will bring out my examples as to why. I'm going to go for this year's Women of the Year is Becky Lynch. There's three yeah. names, three reasons why. Tip, uh, Tiffany Stratton. Yes. Trish Stratus. Mm -hmm. And her muscle, whose name I forget, but she's always great. Zoe Starks. That's it. Mm -hmm. Those three matches she had with all three of them, there's only one common factor why they were all great. And other than those wrestlers are also great. Like, right. Didn't she have a really good mask with Os match with Oscar too on she Raw? Did. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. She did. I think more than anything else, like, granted, the rise of the man thing was so big back in like a couple of years ago, but I think this has really solidified her as, oh no, she can also super work and bring out the best in anyone she's with, mm -hmm. and she's just sort of getting into that flow right now. So that's why I'm like, I think she might be wrestler of the year. Um, my women's wrestler of the year, this might surprise some of you, is actually Chris Statlander. You know, that was my other um, pick. <laughs> I thought uh, when she came in, um, I didn't really think much of the TBS title. And she consistently had really good matches whenever she was on screen um, and whenever she was wrestling. And I also think she was kind of made to work with wrestlers who weren't kind of like top tier when it comes to like, you know, working mm -hmm. and whatever, uh, which isn't their fault. Uh but even then, she um, produced something that was of really good quality every time. Mm -hmm. um, and I think for that reason, it'll be Chris Statlander. I'll also give a special shout-out uh, to Athena, uh, despite the fact that I haven't seen Athena's run on <laughs> Ring of Honor because I haven't watched Ring of Honor. Uh, but I've heard that her run has been just crazy good. Um, so I would feel weird not shouting that out like at all. Her, her match with her match with Willow Nightingale on on that pay per view on Ring of Honor was was stellar. Right. It, it was women's matches of the year. Okay, I'm going to jump in. I'm going to piggyback on. He said Lynch is my female wrestler of the year. I don't think I think she was at a turning point in her career this year. I think people were thinking, okay, well the man thing is kind of overish. She's going to start wrestling legends and then kind of be the person that puts people over. And she took Stratus to a different level, and she completely legitimized NXT as a brand. And I think that Seth going down was cool to some degree. I almost think that when they put everybody on that one NXT show, it didn't necessarily help the brand long term as much as what Becky did. did. Because she built a division while she was there. She had matches with them all, and NXT went from... Yeah, it's developmental, but nobody cares. To do these girls can work. And, yeah. And what what she did for Stratton's career, there's no, there's no way you can you can mark that. But now I feel like I will be stunned if at the end of WrestleMania she is not standing over Rhea Ripley. I think that she's got the lightning bolt back. I think they put her over Ripley at Mania. And she has one more run as this huge man character, and then it'll be one-off titles after that until she, she falls down the card or quits. Um, let's go into match of the year. Ooh, we're already jumping into the big one. 
Oh man. Uh, um Match of the Year. Match of the year has to be Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay at Forbidden Door. Yeah, match of the year has to be that. And if we have and 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 if we have to do one B, then tag team match of the year is FTR versus Bullet Club Gold. Two out of three falls and collision. Excellent. What you got? I've been trying to figure this out. Like I think we talked about it like a while back, and my numbers have still remained the same. I've been trying to debate between which match it was. I was thinking about the FTR match too, Orange Cassidy versus Mox in the end of Orange Cassidy's run. That was just very good. blood from an orange. I think someone called it once. <laughs> it's, it's it's very fitting. Um, Ilya versus Melo two is phenomenal. Like if you want to get someone into wrestling, it's like I show them that. But um, I'm gonna say. Um, my favorite match of the year. I'm gonna go with Becky versus uh, Stratus in the cage. It felt like a great match for Trish to be like, like she already had a great legacy. Like that's a great final note to go out on. Like that's it. You think that that solidified Stratus in a way? Because I, in a way, before walking into that match, she was a moment in time. Yeah, I mean, don't wrong. The build-up, you know not I mean? good. The build-up to the match, not good. But the match itself was spectacular. Yeah. Mean, do you know what I mean, Jamil? It, it, it felt like people thought, well, she could work, but she could work for those guys back then. You yeah. know, and yeah. it, it's there was a little bit of that uh, Lita kind of character type stuff when it mattered. You know what I mean? And she was the pretty girl that could kind of work as well. And I yeah. think I think there is something to prove that fact. she could still hang. She could. She still had it. She had it. Like right. this isn't just. She still has it. No, no. She has it. Like and if it, there was any doubt, and it fit in it. in a in a post horsewomen generational type. Yes. Thing. Yeah. I think I think that makes sense. And also looking at it from Trish's perspective, you you felt like at first, oh, they they bringing Trish back for a nostalgia say. Right. And then Trish goes in, and she's just like. <laughs> Oh no! Like she can still hang. No, that match absolutely made for great wrestling. It bangs. Yeah. Go ahead. My match of the year with the runner-up of Osprey versus Kenny. Uh, but my match of the year was at Hangman Adam Page versus Isaiah Swerve Scott. The the second one, the Texas Death, the death match. match. We all knew which one you were talking about. <laughs> yeah, the match in Seattle was a banger too, but. Um, yeah, no, I think that, uh, this match really, uh, kind of birthed Swerve, um, as a star. Um, and it was, it was a violent birth. God. I would uh, say, like, that, that's, uh, that's a heck of a choice. We're choice. God, it was, <laughs> like, the, I, I just, I think the dynamic of, like, Hangman, who is a man who is defending, like, his pride as a person who is able to defend his family. Right. Mm -hmm. And Swerve, who is somebody who is so desperately trying to become a star. Um, I think that that's kind of what made all of the violence in this match really mean something. Because you can watch like an indie hardcore match and they'll have stuff that's like more. Joey Janela will set his foot on fire. Right. (laughs) They'll have stuff that's more violent than this. But none of it matters as much as this. You don't really feel it as much as you felt all of the pain in this match. Yeah, it was just a violent, brutal gritty bloodbath and it was also beautiful and really emotionally powerful um and that was absolutely my match of the year swerve walking that aisle was the guy that lucha underground liked but didn't elevate he was the Mm. guy nxt liked but never elevated when he walked out of that ring he had been elevated and i wondered what the right call was i thought swerve was the right call but 100% when it was over, I knew they made the right call with Swerve because he needed it. It it was hard to watch Hangman just kind of slump over. Right. But it was it, it needed to happen. But Hangman's yeah. character has proven that he can go to the depths. And Absolutely. somewhere down there, he'll find it and be back up. Swerve, you can't take that chance with because we don't know that he gets to come back because he's never gotten to come back in the other companies. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So this, as, as a character... Both in kayfabe and real life, we were terrified of him falling back down the card because we've all grown with him and see what he's capable of and think 
this man holding that real belt could be everything. And we don't get that without this match going over. I, I, I totally. And, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Lynch match. I'm gonna go with the other one though, the NXT one with Stratton. And I I feel like that match. Stratton walks that aisle, and she is just. I mean, I literally thought this was silly that we've got her in a tough guy match. And, and she's within, came out to a Barbie theme. And with five, <laughs> within five minutes, she's she's been cut open the hard way. Saluting Mox yeah. on the and way. <laughs> it doesn't slow. Yeah, right. She doesn't slow her down, dude. The okay, just take the finish for example. First of all, Lynch to me by the time the match was over, I'm like, okay, she needs to be the WWE champion. But the more important thing is, Stratton has become the person in NXT without the belt that you have to legitimize yourself against, and they to the point where they have her in a tough guy match next week. Can you? They have Barbie now wrestling as their Terry freaking Funk, <laughs> and that's what's great. <laughs> and, and it works because well, one, she's a very strong performer, but she did take a manhandle slam into the Barbies, didn't she? Dude, she did take her face right in the chair. That was dude. She not only did we get the table spot on the on the uh what's the backflip? The um I don't know. Uh I Moonsault. She did yeah, yeah, Moonsault on the table. But she has she knows the finish is I'm gonna do a moonsault into these chairs face first, and then Becky's gonna slam me back first into these chairs. No problem. What a finish. What a match. I thought the finish for their other match was fantastic as well. Program of the year. I got to go with the program leading into... I got to go with the program leading into Hangman versus Swerve Strickland. Okay. Yeah. We're going to his house. <laughs> like, you broke into that man's house. Yeah. <laughs> over the like, like, in real life, that gets mm-hmm. you... <laughs> in the wrestling world... You just get a Texas, you get a Texas death match. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but in real life, you have to die. Right, so, like, right. That's, listen, I, that solidified Swerve Strickland as the villain, the villain that we love. Right. Like, not that we love to hate, but just the villain that we love. Like, everyone wants to see Swerve Strickland in 2024 become AEW world champion because of this Texas death. And the program leading into that was marvelous. It was beautiful. Like, all the pro, even the promos that they had with one another were, were, were amazing because Heyman kept telling Swerve, you're not built for this. You, this is not you. You can't do this. And then Swerve would come back and let Hangman know if I had all of the he said it in a promo. If I had all the opportunities that you had, I would be AEW. I would have been AEW world champion day one. 100%. 100%. And we kind of believe it, right? And yes. even if you don't believe it, you understand why he believes it. Mm-hmm. Because he's <laughs> walking around with more talent than anybody else. And he got to prove it. And since and since winning that match, the push that Tony has been giving Swerve outside of AEW mm-hmm. has been phenomenal. Um, yep. The last night football game that the Jacksonville Jaguars had, they walked out to they walked out to Swerve's theme music. Right. Mm-hmm. Whose house? Perfect. Mm. Yeah. That's it. That's the program of the year for me. Yeah. All right, Nick. Again, keep in mind, everybody, that uh, Nick's knowledge of wrestling has been sporadic because of my on and on, off again, um, keeping up with everything. Mm -hmm. Not counting how it ended. If we're just talking about just the buildup, it's the Usos turning on on Roman. That whole, like, no, I got you. Super kick Roman in the face, and my brain is melting onto the ground. The, like um, <laughs> the build up to WrestleMania was also this year, right? With Sammy. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so this is the breakdown of, I would say, the quote unquote breakdown of the bloodline <laughs> that had the Usos versus Rome, like that ultimately led to that, where finally Roman got pinned by none other than like Jay. Right. That's another one that I think well, we forgot about that came out this year. That was really good. Right. Well, to to your point, I, I will say the same thing. I'll just take the whole Bloodline saga, mm-hmm. and I know that it, it feels weird, right? Because it hasn't been on fire in the last two months or whatever. But to your point, I'll piggyback on what you're saying. 
it, you have to include Cody in that. You yes. have to include Sami Zayn in that. You have to include Main Event Uso in that. You have to include Solo in that. You have to include that crazy match you're talking about this summer where Roman gets pinned. That whole saga, you know, I, I, would I have changed a couple of things? Yeah, Cody would have gone over. But that storyline mm-hmm. was intriguing and it was great. And it's given us... Uh, it, it revived the tag team division. It gave us a new main event player in Jay. It, it really has given us a lot of stuff. And Cody, regardless of what you think, he's the most popular guy in the company. And it didn't hurt him to be in that thing with, with Roman as much as his frustration. And we all are waiting for him to get his story told. And a great joke with Paul Heyman turning his hair white and constantly getting on the phone. Siri, yeah, Heyman was clutch. Call Roman Reigns. <laughs> it's a good meme. It's a good bit. Right? I, I do... So, so saying this before we move on, I do absolutely agree that Cody should have went over at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. I do, however, think if Cody goes over at WrestleMania, the pin at Money in the Bank doesn't matter. Right. If Cody goes over at WrestleMania, Cody is the first person that has pinned. That is Roman insanely Re- true. That is a hundred percent true. Right. 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 Ray, what you got? Yeah. To me, right, um, so to me, program of the year was Will Ospreay versus Kenny Omega. Um, starting from the beginning of the year with Wrestle Kingdom uh, to now, and we'll eventually get a third match. Uh, they gave us two of some of the best matches ever wrestled. Um, I also believe I sent, um, I sent the video. Uh, to the group chat of the promo that Will Ospreay cut on Kenny um, before their Wrestle Kingdom match, uh, where he just blew up at Kenny. Kenny said something that was, that was uh, in Ospreay's words, belittling um, about uh, Ospreay's experience wrestling during the uh, quarantine. Um, and Ospreay just blew up at him with some of the most cutting, some of the most visceral words um, I've ever heard come out of a wrestler's mouth. Um, that's uh, ending on the notion, you better pass that torch or I will take it from you. Mm-hmm. Great line. Um, it's a good line. Which it's is very a very good line. Good line. Um, but also, like, if, if you go back and rewatch that promo, it's so, so much of the stuff that Osprey said. Like, what he, he asked Kenny, what was the worst thing you had to do during quarantine, huh? A three-hour drive to Florida? I had to, <laughs> I had to I had to sit in a hotel that was the size of a broom closet with nothing but my own thoughts. He said my best friend died and I had to watch his funeral on an iPad and you sit there and you belittle me and you belittle my experiences. How dare you? Right? There Wolf. was no line in Wolf. any in any professional wrestling program that hit me as hard as that. I agree. Um, so that's your promo of the year too. That's the, my promo of the year and that's my program of the year. Do you have a promo of the year, J-Bell? Promo of the year is Sami Zayn's promo before Elimination Chamber. At- <laughs> I know exactly why. <laughs> right. Man said uh, some things we can't say on this podcast in French. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. That It was beautiful. And, 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 it, and it made you believe that Sami was going to win that match, even though he didn't. It, right. it just yeah. made was going to right right you have a problem with you um i don't know if it counts uh the post <laughs> the post interview mat like thing with cody and jay <laughs> <laughs> were they a little tipsy yeah yeah. <laughs> the, yeet, the yeet fest. The yeet fest is. Oh my god! I, I don't know that counts. What, what, what was it that Cody said? Is like, do you do you, do you feel him, you sir? Feel, <laughs> do you feel him, sir? <laughs> do you feel him, sir? Man, I wish that tag team uh. lasted a little longer. <laughs> Dude, I hate the bloodline. I will say <laughs> that Cody is money in scenarios where he gets to play the straight man. Mm-hmm. He is so money. He's a funny guy anyway, and he's a good storyteller, which he's he's good at in the ring, but he's also. Just unreal in like scenarios like that where he gets to play the straight man off Jay's silliness and all that. Dude, I'm gonna go with, and I, I know people say it reminds him of the Hangman promo, but I thought Seth is not a guy that has a, a laundry list of good promos. But when he came out there and told Punk what he thought, 
I thought it mattered. And when he looked him in the eyes and he said, I hate you, I thought, yeah, he hates that guy. He really does. (laughs) (laughs) And he said, you know, the the thing that, the thing you could feel in that promo was, which I've heard Seth say, Punk was his hero. And as he said, you've heard the saying, don't ever meet your heroes. I put you on a pedestal. And you not only walked out on us, which is one thing, but then while you were away, you took shots at all of us. My friends like Roman, their jobs were harder because of you. My job got harder. Then you went to Fox Sports and went on a show with WWE's moniker on it and called me a bootlicker. <laughs> you think I don't hate your guts? He did call that man that. He told me. <laughs> And, and trust me, Punk, and I, and I also thought that Punk saying uh, that was your one free shot because I know, you know, Seth ain't, Seth may at this point in his career, maybe Seth, all of his career, has is a better bell-to-bell guy than Punk. Although storyteller-wise, I think there's a legit argument Punk's better. But bell-to-bell, Seth may be better career. But Seth can't hang with him on the mic. And he may be looking, when they get into that mania spin, there's going to be a lot of nights he's riding home with Becky thinking, man, I can't wait to get him in the ring because this sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, who's your uh, booker of the year, promoter of the year? Hunter. Paul Levesque. Hunter. Hunter, hands down. Like, the, 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 the Triple H era of WWE since TKO has, has bought WWE, that this was an emerging people. They bought them, you know, because you, we never thought Vince McMahon w- would be gotten rid of until now. Like, or that you'd be able to watch Raw without wanting to like poke your eyes out at some point. Exactly, Ding Dong, <laughs> Ding Dong, the witch is dead. <laughs> Long live Triple H is the book of the year, hands down. Who you got? Throwing a swerve ball at you, Shawn Michaels, HBK, and HD. Okay. Can I piggyback on that? Yes, you can. Okay. I was going to say the same thing, and the reason why I would take him over Paul is that I don't think Paul has fully hit his stride yet. What Sean has shown, if Tony and Paul are paying attention, is that you can tell stories up and down your roster. Everybody can have a story. The women's division, the tag team division, the, the, the person that's just getting their first match can have a story. You know, it, it reminds me of an at the one thing about the attitude era that was, you know, there are hits and misses with it. But Hurricane Helms had a story. So did Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. You know, everybody on the card was involved in things that mattered. And and because Sean has a smaller locker room and probably because his baseline is approved by the company, like if I have six hundred thousand people watching, it's okay. He can afford to have segments where he just goes for it with new people that other people can't really afford to yet. But it has worked. It has been helpful. And I think that Hunter and Tony can learn from that. But I do think that Paul is accumulating talent at a great rate. And again, I don't have an argument with yours at all. Right. I did not think there was a Booker of the Year this year. You didn't love it. Okay. I, I, thought, I thought consistently my least favorite part of wrestling this year was the booking. Okay. And I'll 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 just be honest cuz it's definitely not Tony Khan. <laughs> a lot of curiosity uh, then like out of like if everything has been like mid-tier to lower tier who did the better quote unquote job do you think? Um like an achievement in the like first you half tried. Of, in the first half of the year before they gave the belt to Sonata I thought that New Japan was doing great. Mm. Um and then they were like, "Hey, y'all want to watch Evil versus Sonata?" and I was like, "No." <laughs> I do not wish to do that. <laughs> Again? 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 Again. Oh. <laughs> hey. Oh, boy. But the second oh, half boy. of the year, do you... Like, uh, do you I, no, the second half of the year, I, did, I didn't... I wasn't huge on this year's G1, mostly because of how big of a part Evil played in it and that whole thing. Um, yeah, I, I just... I just honestly... I Like, th- this was why I was so weirded out by wrestling this year, was that, like, we got some, like, all-time great matches... But I was very consistently disappointed by the booking. Um, I think the bloodline really lost its steam. Um, 
especially like during the tribal combat match. Um, I think that uh, and NXT has actually been pretty fine. I, I think that I might put them with that, but I also <laughs> I, there, there were some parts where I was like, oh. yeah, that's the thing I'll say also about NXT. Like sometimes, like okay, we're getting a bit strange, but then you get like these big moments, like okay. Yeah. We got Ilya Dragunov getting to going through a full thing. You got Trick oh, yeah. Williams becoming a star. Tiffany Stanton right. becoming a star. I mean, as I said, there was yeah. some like great, well, great uh, like yeah. moments. Even in AEW, let's like even booking aside, there have been some great matches over there. Some great promos over there too. Shawn Michaels, the Lynch Stratton stuff. Yes. Carmelo Hayes and Ilya Dragunov mm -hmm. is legitimate argument for program of the year if you don't like it. Trick Williams, Carmelo. Is going to be a great closeout, and they've been spinning around each other. And that one program has put a bunch of people in the middle of it. But let's say, I will say this when in the history of the last decade has Baron Corbin been interesting before this year? <laughs> the guy we named this podcast after? How dare you? You're right, but how dare you? <laughs> okay. That uh, alone yeah. puts Sean above Zeus. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, you got to give it to him. Dude, in that list, how could you leave out Brian Pillman Jr.? Man, Lex he made Pillman him interesting. Jr. You know what the best thing about Sean met his limit. <laughs> he had he had Pillman lose the other night in that. Well, that's <laughs> Even he gave up. I don't even know his new name. Lex, like, uh, they, 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 they put him up in all like the new gimmick and stuff. They gave him the cool entrance. Nobody cares. <laughs> that's the lipstick on a pig thing. Okay. <laughs> but anyways, now, yeah, geez. no. Now, what was your P-L-E or pay-per-view of the year? Forbidden door. Keep in mind, everybody, I haven't seen everything. So um, my my knowledge is limited to WWE in terms of pay-per-views that I haven't seen outside of strictly like one-off matches. Uh, so based on that alone, uh, probably NXT No Mercy. Okay. It was great, by the way. Uh, AEW All Out. Okay. Why was yours Forbidden Door? <sighs> there were some really great matches on Forbidden There were some excellent matches on Forbidden Door. The match of the year is on Forbidden Door. Um, that honestly was Punk's last best match in AEW um, okay. against Shibata. Because, I mean, I did see I did see the match with him and Samoa Joe, and it was good, but his 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 Forbidden Door match was, 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 was awesome. Against Kojima? Yeah, Kojima, yeah. Okay, why did you say Forbidden Door? I said all out. Why did you say all out? I said all out because I thought it was the most consistently good pay per view of the year. Mm -hmm. Like it was a very concise pay per view filled with filled with all very good matches, and it very much felt like like kind of something you would get out of AEW's like prime years, which is funny to say about a company that's so young. Um, but the good like, old days from last week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like uh, the main event with Cassidy Moxley. Um, I thought that uh, the match between uh, Will Hobbs and Miro was uh, very good. It had the whole crowd chanting meet. Uh, mm -hmm. Meet forever. I think there's legitimate yeah, uh, multiple arguments for match of the night. Yeah, no, it was um, it was just genuinely like uh, a very great show that um, kind of, and also like after all of the punk stuff, it kind of proved that no, AEW is going to be fine. 100%. Um, which I feel like it was super important in in that respect. And it also, it didn't need uh, MJF or like a world title match uh, to be great. Yeah, All Out was the one Chicago. in London. Chicago. Okay, I'm going to go with the one in London. Ooh. And I think that there were multiple arguments for match of the year candidates in that one. Or not match of the year, match of the night candidates in that one. I'm a bigger fan of Joe versus Punk than a lot of people are. And I will say that if we're going to talk about Moments in time that matter. That is the most important pay-per-view in the history, in the modern history of pro wrestling. They sold out a stadium. They ain't WWE. The pay-per-view went off. And say what you want, but history changed when that night was over. Because whatever happened with Punk, he got fired and went somewhere else. <laughs> and, you know, that's fair. And the, <laughs> and the power structure in AEW changed, too, because now there actually is a power structure. They have a board. They have rules. They have things you have to adhere to. We learned about real glass. Daniel <laughs> Bryan's in charge now. 
I'm it going is. to DM Daniel Bryan uh, some of Jim Ross's like tweets in hopes <laughs> of getting explain, him in trouble. Explain. <laughs> I just feel like it's the most important pay-per-view in the history of pro wrestling. That it, yeah. that wasn't the Silver Dome in front of three million people. <laughs> Rogan. That night. <laughs> yeah. A three-ton man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what oh, do we think? I, I also, um, Go ahead. can I give a little shout-out to a match on my card? Yeah. Um, Kanosuke Takeshita versus Kenny Omega was match of the night at All Out. Oh. Um, and I also really wish it, wish it led to something. I do, too. <laughs> <laughs> Man, right. wouldn't it be so cool if, like, Kanosuke Takeshita were, like, winning world championships or whatever? Man, that'd right. be awesome. Who do you think is, like, the, how do I put it? Not the newcomer of the year. Next year is going to, like, that's going to be the big thing next year? Not necessarily. But a person who was in the mid-card and wound up elevated. Like, welcome back style award. You're back in the main events. The ele- Like, the most elevated person of the year? Yeah, it's kind of what Swerve did. Is it Swerve? I would probably Swerve. Yeah. It's Swerve. Like, it's 100% Swerve. it's probably going to be either Swerve oh, I think on, I gave, um, on AEW. And if you want to kind of lean over to NXT or, a- or WWE, uh... I don't Chad know. I don't Gable? think any Chad Gable. I, I don't, he's not, maybe, not yet. Not he's, yet. He's, okay. he, he I'm going to give a, a really shout out to Shinsuke Nakamura because he had never before no. in his career main evented a PLE, and he main evented two back to back, and now he's in a program with the most popular wrestler on the roster. I um I I wanted to give a shout out to uh, Shota Umino, um over at New Japan, otherwise known as if, if Red Shoe Son. Yeah, Red Shoe Son. My boy? Shooter. Um, Shoot from the hip, as Moxley called him. Um, he had who had an absolutely star making performance against Will Ospreay. Um, yeah, I think, and I think that match really elevated him. Uh, and I also just think he's really good. I think he's just really good, just all around. And I think he's uh, they're kind of building him up to be like the next Tanahashi, who I'm really hyped that Tanahashi is president of New Japan. Um, and I think he's got potential. Um, I also uh, have Athena. Um, so yeah, that would be my three. Would be Swerve, Athena, and uh, Shota Umino. Okay, that um, Udomo match goes back to what I was saying about um, Will Ospreay being male wrestler of the year. Mm-hmm. He has the strong ability to put over great talent because he really Absolutely. did in that match. He Absolutely. did. Wait, oh, we're not about like we talking all this stuff. We forgot L.A. Knight. <laughs> oh, he could be there. He, Dude, could, yeah. he could absolutely. I be forgot LA Knight. My bad. Yeah. LA Knight's absolutely in this conversation. Yeah, uh, LA Knight's the person I was thinking of. Like, there's someone I know. Everyone's been talking. It's LA Knight. Swill Osprey. Paul Will Heyman. Osprey. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, best wrestler in the world. No, man, I don't. It's Will Osprey. Uh, I mean, I could always go with the Will Osprey. That seems like it's, the it's been Will Osprey for like three years. It could be. I will say right now, the person I enjoy watching wrestle the most is Ilya Dragunov. You know, actually, I'm changing my mind. I don't know if he's the best wrestler in the world, but I enjoy watching him wrestle the most. I feel like he is going to be. second for me. Yes. Right right this second. Right this second. Carmelo ain't far behind either on that show, by the way, which is kind of weird because none of those guys are main roster. Well, Gunther's main roster. Um, What do you think about the state of wrestling right now? Do you think we're in a good spot, Jamil? We are in a great spot right now. Um, Something happened... (laughs) <laughs> Something happened in WWE that we all thought would never happen, mm-hmm. which changed the course of the way that wrestling is moving right now. Um, and it's making and it's making Tony. It honestly is making Tony rethink a lot of storylines, rethink a lot of the ways that AEW has to operate. Because I mean, like, say say what you want to, say what you will. CM Punk is a draw. Team Punk is a, is a is a legitimate draw, yeah. and um, it's now putting Tony in the mindset of we have to build we have to build a star in AEW. We can't just solely rely on the fact of WWE has released this person. Mm-hmm. So let's person because they just got released from WWE and make them a star because they already have a, had a presence on WWE. No. If I see Goldberg on AEW, I swear to God. (laughs) And I think to your point, your world champion AEW is MJF. 
He's had a great year. He he was there's an argument for him in all these categories, whether it be match or promo or all this stuff. He just we all picked somebody else. But yes. Swerve is going up that ladder. That's to your point as well, right? Those are two guys that were either ignored or homegrown, and then Hangman's homegrown. Yeah. And he's your mm-hmm. next biggest guy. And so to your point, the top of their card is beginning to become either guys that they didn't ever care about or guys that we created. And that really matters, especially if you're there working. Go ahead. I'm thinking we give every belt to Jeff Jarrett. Every belt. Don't, don't, don't. J? Double F? Man, I wish Justin was here to hear that. Yeah. I think we're in a great, great place as well with pro wrestling. I think I'm going to wrap it on this. To me... I would say AEW was the promotion of the year, even though almost all my awards went the other way, right? And the reason being is that AEW proved when they lost every now and then, look, man, if you plug away and you work hard, and we all know this, life will just adjust itself. Punk left, and that should have been a really big blow to AEW. And maybe it was with ratings here and there or whatever. But Especially because his pay-per-view immediately afterward was in Chicago. Right. But that came back around, and AEW is killing it right now. Their shows are great. We enjoy it. The pro Tony is great at booking matches. He's getting better at booking stories. I can't wait for this Continental Classic matches tonight. The tournament has been fantastic for us. <laughs> it has been fantastic for us to watch. It is its own little G1, you know? My only comment on that would be, Tony Khan, please stay off of Twitter. Yeah. I'm begging Stay but, off. Uh, we are who we are, right? <laughs> but, and, but if you pivot into into WWE, where Paul is at, dude, it, they're on all cylinders right now. If WrestleMania isn't the greatest thing they've ever done, people are gonna be frustrated with Paul. And I I would be surprised if at the end of WrestleMania, Punk, Cody, Becky, and Io are standing atop the mountain. Io Shirai is still a top five wrestler in the world, and I don't care if it's a man or a woman. She just hadn't had the matchups yet. Mercedes may come back. And if we get Mercedes and Io at WrestleMania, uh, <laughs> it's good. That, that's a match of a lifetime candidate. Mm. Now, they may break each other's neck trying. But, <laughs> but I mean, that's these are two of the great greats. And... I remember Shawn Michaels was talking about Jeff Jarrett one time, and it's funny now to think about it because we don't think of Jeff this way, but they were watching an old Intercontinental match together, sitting side by side. And Shawn said, well, it was cool because it was like the first time I'd ever been in the ring with somebody that could do everything I could do. Yeah. That's what you could have with them. Seth and, Seth and Punk, there's legitimate heat right there. That story, you don't even have to tell it. Someone's but going also, to bring a gun. <laughs> to piggyback on what Bully Ray said on Busted Open, Seth believes he's the best wrestler in the world, and we may not all think that anymore, but he believes he is, and he thinks, yeah, all this other stuff, I'm going to get you out there in front of everybody, and I'm going to work you down. I'm going to show you there are levels to how great I am, and you ain't on this level, and you ain't never been on this level. And I think Punk can keep up at the very least and maybe even get there with him, so that has a shot at being a match of a lifetime candidate. And if you don't think Cody and Roman aren't going to try to win this, dude, I'll say this. Roman don't work a lot, but he don't have bad work. That man can get down when it matters. And Cody's gonna, Cody's not going to walk in there and be like, I'm cool with people thinking that those matches that were before me didn't matter. He's going to want to show out, right? Okay, so I think it's fantastic. You know, I think I can't wait. And I don't like – uh. Rhea and Becky? You don't think that's going to be good? I still, I still think. <laughs> Let Rhea wrestle. <laughs> I'm begging. Yeah, Rhea hasn't wrestled in a while. I mean, we don't, we don't know for a fact those are your matches, but I'm just saying that, in my mind, that's where we're going. And I think it's fantastic. And I think that Tony's hitting on all cylinders. I think that Sean's hitting on all cylinders. And I think Paul is starting to – I think Paul is actually utilizing Sean to kind of experiment with how things can work in a viewership format. And yeah. I think that's working to our advantage is working to his advantage. Jamil, thank you for coming on, bro. As always, thank y'all. All right. 
Nick, thank you. It's always good to be here in the in the cave of wonders here. In the cave of wonders, right? In the echo chamber. Hello. All right. I mean, I, well, that's <laughs> hello is a good a good way to end it. Yeah. <laughs> hello and goodbye. To quote the Beatles, hey, yeah. <laughs> folks. For uh, our friends at the Game Project, the Giantanproject.com. He is killing it on the Twitter machine right now, getting things going on over there. For our friends at the Daily Smart, for us at Go Home Heat, we appreciate you. It was a great year. Enjoy pro wrestling. Find good storylines and whatever content you may like. Tell me something that isn't wrestling you've been watching that you think is great. Found. Found on NBC. If you haven't watched it, you need to watch it. It's a great show. Um, It stars um, Shanola Hampton as Gabby Mosley, who is a private investigator who looks for people, who looks for lost people within marginalized groups. Because 20 years prior to when the show starts, she was abducted by her um, English teacher. Okay. I have heard about that, That actually. That seems deep. Yeah, if if you have Peacock, go on Peacock. Streaming. All of the episodes, um, all of the episodes of the first season are on there, and they start back new episodes on January the ninth. Yes. Jump on the Bird app, but not that one, the other one. Yeah. Um, honestly, I, my brain's still gonna go to Godzilla minus one. If y'all haven't seen it, please do. Please watch Godzilla. Minus one. I understand that it's like, oh, it's a Godzilla movie. You don't understand. This is like a Toho movie, 60 year anniversary around about. And they brought really the goods with it. This is a director and the writing and the acting that really does focus on the human element, which we haven't seen since Shin Godzilla and the original Godzilla. It isn't just a bunch of like fighting action figures. There is a very deep human element to it that is worth your time. I am begging you to go see it. Run to the theater. Run, my friends. What's the category again? Just tell us something that you've enjoyed storytelling-wise that uh, isn't pro wrestling. Okay. Um, this is interesting. Um, I uh, think uh, recently the new season of um, Jujutsu Kaisen came out. Um, and it is, and it pretty much has just topped uh, Full Metal Alchemist in becoming like my favorite like shonen um, anime like period. Um, I think that uh, I don't want to get like too into it because of yeah. like obvious reasons. For reasons but, of brevity. Uh, yeah, for reasons of brevity. But like I think like the the emotions and like the stuff. Like I think it's, I think it's, I think it was all done extremely well. Um, which is yeah. Blue-eyed samurai. Yeah, that's my sister. One of my sister's sisters' like favorite shows going on right now. Another story on keeping an eye on is my villain arc because Spider-Man Two won nothing at the Game Awards, and I will I will forever be bitter. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. And on that note, go home. Thank you. Go home. Appreciate you, brother. Have a good day. Okay. And I appreciate y'all. Thank y'all again. Appreciate yes, you. <laughs>